going into this process with this, the, the what already mapped out, or you already asking for what it is you want from the universe is imperative for you to move on to the next step, which is then believe it's already yours. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're talking about the movie that was a book, The Secret. The book is by Rhonda Byron um, from way back when, and then in 2008, they made it into a movie. And the reason we're bringing this into the podcast world on the show is because a few weeks ago, I did a review on Atomic Habits, a book by James Clear that's incredibly popular in the personal development world right now. And I heard incredible things from you guys. Thank you for people who reached out and were like, this was an incredible podcast episode. More of this, please. And I want to honor that. And it was so much fun to do um, that I want to put more of those in the docket because they do take a lot of prep work. However, they're going to be a little more few and far between, like not every single week, maybe once a month or once a quarter. But um, I'm really excited about the ones we have coming up. Obviously, today we have The Secret. And then coming forward, we have books like Untamed by Glennon Doyle, so on and so forth. So really cool things coming on the docket. Before we dive into the the meat of The Secret, and just so you guys know, we're primarily going to be talking about the movie today over the book. Um, I have... I'm a lot less familiar with the book than I am with the movie. One of the very few pieces of book to literature content that I'm more familiar with the book than the movie. Um, But I want to first talk about what is a secret, because if you have not heard about it, or if you're like, what the fuck is a secret? That sounds like the dumbest piece of mumbo jumbo I've ever heard in my life. It is very controversial, and we'll get into that in a moment, but a broad overview is The Secret is a deep dive into the law of attraction. It is a uh, overview on how you can use it not only in your life broadly, but also in your financial life, in your relationships, both romantic and and platonic, also um, your health, uh, your, you know, I think that was, I think those are the three areas they really touch on, but It is a huge documentary all about how to attract anything you want. Manifestation 101, basically. Now, 
I've been watching The Secret since it came out in 2008. Um, if you've been a listener of the podcast, or honestly, even if you just listen to the intro of this podcast, you know that I've been in the personal development world since I was literally in the womb. Um, and as part of that, when this movie came out, it created a lot of buzz and my parents would watch it. And I would watch it very, very, very frequently with them. I would literally put it on. <laughs> I would put it on every night and just watch like a little 30 minute section of it every night over and over and over again. Cause I was just in, entrapped in it. I was so curious. Like how does this work? Like, how do I manifest anything I desire? And me being, what was I, an eighth grader at the time, you know, a lot of it went right over my head. But in high school, I really started to use then what I thought was the the full-blown secret from, from hindsight, I now see it was just like little bits and pieces. Um, but I really started to use it when I got into theater and I wanted to manifest roles for myself. I'll never forget, there was this one role, it was the lead in the musical, I was a sophomore, sophomore or junior, junior, excuse me, it was a lead in the musical, a musical I loved, a musical I adored, we had two people coming in to, di- to direct the musical that were like big, big, big names in our in our community, and I had not had a lot of experience with them at the time, but I knew I needed this role, I was like, I want this so badly, so I watched The Secret daily. I mean, like every single day. And I would utilize it in every way I possibly could think of. And you probably know where this is going. I got the role. And it was one of the biggest, best, most wonderful, fondest memories I have in theater by by far. It was wonderful. Um, it was for the show Bat Boy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it and you might think I'm a lunatic, but it's a phenomenal musical. It's very sweet, very rock heavy. It was like such a different style of musical theater than I'd ever done. And I was just, I was over the moon. But after a while, I kind of got stale with it and I stopped using it and stopped being as enthralled in it. Maybe it's because I got into my rebellious teenager years Then I really stepped away from personal development massively in ways that um, definitely took me on a different path for much of my 20s in a way that I wish it didn't. But, you know, potato, potato, we can't go back and change things. However, just recently, I mean, I probably haven't watched this movie in like 10 years. Just recently, I started thinking about it again because I, I'm really vulnerable with you all. I haven't, I, for a while, I was in a point where it was really hard for me to see my goals, very crystal clearly see my goals. It was hard for me to see them as not only a possibility, but see them, period. And that, quite frankly, flipped me out. It freaked me out entirely because that's been a driving force of my life as much as I can remember, is being able to dream and always dream bigger and and really manifest these beautiful big moments. And the fact that that was not only something that wasn't coming easily, but wasn't coming at all, was terrifying. And I was feeling really down and frustrated. And finally, it just kind of dawned on me. It was like, okay, you know what? We might need to go back to personal development 101 like for a second. We might need to really get back into basics because clearly working at the heady stuff is not really connecting with you right now. What can I do to get back into basics? And I was like, okay, well, where did my journey with personal development really kick off? And it was like, yeah, there were a lot of, lot of different things, but the secret was one thing that really stood out. 
And um, just to really hammer it in, I was on a conversation with my mom and I was just like, I'm feeling weird. I feel off and sad and wrong. And she goes, okay, you need to take today off, go to a coffee shop and watch The Secret and just get back into basics. And I was like, how dare you look into my soul and my mind like that? <laughs> like that is so spooky. Um, that was a cool moment. So I took I took that advice and I went to a, show, a coffee shop and sat down and really dove into the the material and I was like, "Oh my god, I have been so out of touch with this." And there are things that I definitely agree with from this movie and from the the text. And there are some things that I am a little bit more, you know what, that works for some people. Maybe it doesn't work for me and to each your own. Um, however, if you're familiar with the secret, you're probably also familiar with a little bit of the controversy with it. Um, not long after it came out, there was a, I'm not gonna even call it a rumor. There was speculation going around that it was a mockumentary, basically making fun of the law of attraction. And while I can understand where some people would come from, that's not been my experience with it. So just so you know, we're not going to be making a mockumentary of this. We're going to be looking at it as the real deal. Um, but a lot of people were thinking like, okay, well, if I just think about an elephant, then an elephant's going to appear in my room. And much like most things that are taken out of context in the world that we live in with social media and especially with Twitter, um, that's looking at it as a very surface level. Um, I think that there's there's so much more depth to it that a lot of the controversy speak around it does not really get into. And I think that today, what I want, what I would like to do is really get into the major takeaways, the, the lightning round takeaways that I, that I really stuck out to me and what's, I think will stick out to the perfectionist mind because spoiler alert, when it comes to the perfectionist mind, there's one thing I've learned. No, there's a lot of things I've learned, but one thing that majorly stands out is this need to be in control, the need to know the ins and outs, the need to know all the hows, the whens, the the steps. And before you even take step one, you need to know how everything's going to work out and that you're going to be okay. And it's this idea that you have to be in control all this time. I literally have a tissue box on my um, desk that's not for tissues, it's to demonstrate how we handle our daily lives. And I have this tissue box and it is crumpled and and squeezed to high heaven it looks like a truck ran over it but that's because that's how we are we're gripping life by the like by with our talons all the time and the law of attraction not only just the secret but the law of attraction in general is the idea of completely releasing that now it's not releasing it sitting on your ass and waiting for shit to happen it's not that at all and i think that's another thing that a lot of people tend to take away from it and that I've I've watched it now twice in preparation for this episode and literally they say the opposite of that of that in the movie so you know to each your own but um I think that there's this idea that if you just think about it it'll appear and like you don't have to work hard in order to get to it and it's it, it totally talks about the opposite of that but what it talks about is this idea of not needing to know how it's going to happen not needing to know the ins and outs of all the little teeny tiny details. And since having this jogged back into my memory, I've been doing, you know, my daily reading. If you've been in my space for a while, you know, every morning I read for about 30 minutes to an hour. It's part of my morning ritual. It's the blood and soul to the, my sanity throughout the day. 
And almost all the books I've read since diving back into this this content is highlights the idea that you don't need to know the how highlights this idea that you can't be in control. You can't know every single step of every single way. You just need to know what you want. You need to know the end result of what you're going for. And we're going to talk about this in so much more detail in a moment, but I want to highlight this because if I had to take one major takeaway from this experience of watching it, it's release the need to know constantly. Release that constant need to know that's driving our day, that's driving our stress levels through the roof. And I want to start off this episode much like we did with the Atomic Habits one, where we talk about what are the major takeaways. Like if I was just watching this once and I had to do a podcast episode on it, Um, what would the things that stood out to me the most be? And I was fortunate, like I mentioned earlier, I was fortunate enough to watch this once for my own personal benefit from dear Shire Need. And a second time in preparation for this episode, more from the context of how would I want to approach this as a coach? How would I want to approach this with the kind of community that we have here? Um, More looking at it through y'all's mind. And These are the major things that really stood out to me. Number one is it's not about knowing the what, the what it is that you want. Yes, knowing your direction, knowing, um, you know what, I really want um, this new car or I really want this um, $100,000 a year salary or whatever it is that you want. But it's not about saying hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. It's about saying, what does that hundred thousand dollars make me feel? It's so delicate, this idea, but it, it gets us out of the, the logical brain and into more of the feeling in the, in the movie they talk about, we live in a feeling universe. And when we feel good, we tend to attract more good into our lives. And it's pretty amazing how true that is. But it's not about just knowing what it is you want. I think that's extremely important for goal setting. That's why we have an entire module on the what in Goal Smasher. But knowing how it's going to make you feel, which is actually an entire other module in Goal Smasher, is more important to keeping you on that path and to attracting it to you. So this is a very deep thing to start off with, I'm now realizing. But um, if you're like, let's say, for example, if you're wanting to attract that new car that we talked about, it's not that you just want the new car. The car is just the object. It brings a certain feeling or value for you up into the surface. So rather than just thinking, I want the new car, I want the new car, I want the new car, getting into how is that new car going to enhance your life? What is it going to make you feel like? It's going to make me feel free. It's going to make me feel luxurious. It's going to make me feel safe and comfortable. That is what matters more than just car. I hope that's making sense. Then another major takeaway that I got was there's a three-step process to manifesting, um, I'll go ahead and tell you, this is a three-step process that they show in the movie. 
I'm, I modified it a little bit more so I can wrap my head around it a little bit easier. And I'll share that with you. And I honestly urge you to do the same. It might be similar to mine. It might be completely different, but you're allowed to modify all this stuff. So it fits your head a little bit easier. I just want to start off with that. So the three-step process that they present in the movie is number one. And by the way, this is the three-step process to manifesting or using the law of attraction is number one, ask for what you want. Yes, I know I just said that the what is not exactly the, the, the biggest thing here, but stay with me. You need to know what it is you want. If, if it's hard for you to think about like, well, like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. By the way, I urge you to stop saying, I don't know what I want because you're just reinforcing that more and more and more through your language. That's a different podcast. But What I would recommend for you is rather than being like, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, so I'll just wait to use this, go on a rant, go on a rant. Um, They use the example prompt of, I'm so happy and grateful now that. By the way, I've used this prompt since 2008 when this movie came out. I've loved this prompt because it's so easy for you to just word vomit onto a page. I'm so happy and grateful now that um, I am with the love of my life. I am going on dates with him every single week. I feel very connected to him on a daily basis. We go on trips and go on vacations together where we're really able to relax and bond even more together, blah, blah, blah. It gets you in the spirit of knowing what direction you're wanting to head in. Asking for what you want is the important first step because if we don't know where we're heading, it's like going into Google Maps. If I just go into Google Maps and expect directions, but I don't give it a destination, the app's going to flip me off. Like You have to put in a destination in order to get the roadmap, right? So starting with what it is you want. And by the way, these don't have to be massive things. Like I want an entire lifestyle change. It can be really simple. It can be as simple as I want to manifest a, um, I want to manifest a cup of coffee today. Just one cup of coffee, super small, teeny tiny. I want a cup of coffee. Somehow or another, you're going to be directed towards a coffee shop or some stranger's going to walk into your office with a cup of coffee. Maybe don't take coffee from strangers, but maybe from a coworker, um, something like that. Please don't take up coffee from strangers. I don't want to get sued. Um, going into this process with this, the, the what already mapped out, or you already asking for what it is you want from the universe is imperative for you to move on to the next step, which is then believe it's already yours. Yes, it might feel silly to do this with a cup of coffee. I believe my cup of coffee is sitting here in my hand. It's warming my hands up. I'm sipping on it. It tastes so good. As silly as that might seem, but if you really want to start with something small, it's going to feel silly, but it's going to that's that's kind of the name of the game. If you want to go bigger, for example, if you want to manifest starting a business or um, really getting into stocks or investing or making seven figures a year, you know, it's, you got to start believing that that lifestyle is already yours. I want to highlight this again, though, because this is where it gets really important to release the how. When I've done this exercise myself and honestly with my clients, when we get into this part, when we get into the believing that it's already yours, they think about all the reasons why it can't be theirs, or they think of all the things they need to do in order for it to be theirs. That's not this step here. That's actually not any of the steps, if I'm being honest. That's not your problem right now. 
Not right now. You do not need to think about the how in order for you to get what it is you want. We'll talk about that more in a second. But just give yourself the option for five minutes, for 30 seconds, for five seconds even, to just believe that what it is you want is already yours. Believe that that car is yours. See it sitting in your garage or sitting on the driveway. See yourself driving in it down the highway, like really believing that it's already yours and releasing the control you need to have around figuring out the hows or how you're going to get it. Then last but not least, step three, receive. And more specifically, feel how it feels to receive it. When people hear this, at least when I hear this, and this is primarily one of the reasons why I made this step-by-step process my own, is because when I hear receive, it's like, thank you, universe. I will take that off your hands and put it in my pocket. To me, hearing this as like a three-step process, that to me feels like I already, like I'm, I'm getting it immediately. We'll go through this in the lightning round, but I'll go ahead and spoil this for you. One of my smaller takeaways was the time delay is there for your benefit. <laughs> it's not, like a lot of the times we feel like, I okay, I manifested, I spent this whole day manifesting this seven figure a year lifestyle. It's the next day. Why isn't it here yet? I don't know. We live in a universe where we have Google that can give us 5.7 billion results in like 0.068 seconds. That's insane. The fact that we have that at our fingertips. So a lot of the times we've been conditioned to expect that of all areas of our life, maybe not in 0.068 seconds, but a quicker turnaround. We expect this with people's communication. If you've worked for a company and you have not received a Slack message back from someone in like an hour, it's like, oh my God, I really need to get a hold of the blah, blah, blah. blah. We expect people to be readily available in order to immediately message us back. Same thing with universal attraction with using the law of attraction a lot of times we feel like well it didn't work for a week so it's not working meh so when I think of receive I think more of staying in that vibrational frequency of knowing that it's mine knowing that I'm receiving it knowing that every single day I'm taking a step forward towards it doing whatever I can to get myself more and more and more in the frequency of having it already mine so it's kind of like for me actually Number three is reinforcing number two. It's what can I do to reinforce myself to believe that this is mine, even on days where it feels so far away. Some examples they give in the movie are go test drive that new car you want. Um, Something I did when we were looking at moving was, or when we were even thinking about moving, was looking at apartments or looking out neighborhoods in Denver um, from my apartment in Chicago so that I could start seeing my life as a Coloradoan. Um, Something I'm doing right now is I have a vision board. I'm actually pretty religious about my vision boards, I'll say, because for me, looking at a board that has everything I want to experience in life allows me to already feel like those things are mine, which then allows me to feel the feelings I would get from them. So if, for example, there's a Tesla on there, having 
that and seeing that Tesla and feeling myself drive it and seeing myself on the road and having that like little computer next to me and like blah, blah, blah. Seeing that really crystal clearly makes me feel a certain way. It makes me feel excited, luxurious, um, safe, tech, techie. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an emotional feeling, but it does feel like that to me. It makes me feel really uh, smart and intelligent. Like I'm doing a good thing for the environment with, you know, having an electrical vehicle and having all those feelings come up to the surface just by looking at a picture allows me to feel those feelings already without even having to have the physical object in front of me. This is why this shit is so important because a lot of the times I'd say, 99.99999% of the time, the things we want are the things that make us feel good. If we look at the things we want and allow ourselves to feel good, like we already have it every single day, we're going to feel good. Kind of plain and simple like that. It's very, very basic if you pull back all the layers of the onion to it. So that's the three-step process that they lay out in the movie. Ask, believe, receive. I want to give you all a quick reminder. I have recently opened up three spots in my one-on-one coaching program, and this is a big deal. My coaching program has been at capacity for the past year. So it was really exciting for me to open up these spots and create more space in my program to serve more of you all wonderful people. So if you really resonate with that achiever mindset. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, especially in last week's episode. If you feel like you're chasing achievement after achievement and it never feels like enough, you never feel like you reach that level of joy or happiness and it always feels like, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough degrees. I don't have enough X. This is a really important thing to be aware of, and this is exactly what my clients and I work on, because that will never bring long-term fulfillment. Sure, whenever we hit an achievement, we're happy for like six minutes, but then we're already on to the next thing and we already feel behind. So I work with my clients on reframing this mindset, really finding that day-to-day fulfillment that works for them. I often say that you can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, But until you have someone calling you out on your self-sabotaging patterns that you don't see, until you have someone curating every single exercise for you to crush those limiting beliefs, for you to really step into a whole different level of mindset and energy and strategy also, it really, that is when it makes all the difference. So I think that one-on-one coaching, especially in this capacity, is essential because it really helps us personalize everything to you because your day-to-day fulfillment is going to look very different from everyone else's, right? So if this sounds like you, I urge you to book a free 30-minute discovery call with me. On these calls, we'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about what's holding you back and you will get some coaching. You'll get those next action steps, whether you sign on as a client with me or not. That is deeply important to me and I want to make sure everyone leaves those calls really feeling prepared. I've had people on these calls go from making 2K to 8K months. I've had people start really building healthy habits for themselves and continuing on with them, not just like little bursts for a month or less. They've really kept sustained with them. I've helped people launch businesses. I've helped people um, go up several notches in uh, the companies they work for, all from these free 30-minute calls. They're really, really juicy, and we 
really pack it in there. So if this sounds like something you want and need, then I urge you to go to the link in the show notes, click that button that says schedule a free 30-minute call with me, or you can go to my website. It's lifecoachbaker.com. Up in the top, there's a little link that says book a discovery call. It is quite that simple and just find a time that works best for you. But these calls will fill up. They always do. So please make sure you get on that calendar as soon as possible. I adore you all. And let's go on to the episode. Now, how I modified this to um, just be a little bit deeper into my own personal form of this. And I, again, I, I really highly recommend you making this your own in whatever way that means is I still ask, number one is for me is still ask, because again, you can't go into Google Maps and just expect directions and not have a destination. So every single morning, every morning, I wake up and I start journaling and I have started ending ending my journals with, I'm not going to call it a prayer, but almost a uh, an ask. It's basically just an ask to the universe. It says like, dear universe, I love that all these things are in my life. Thank you so much. Note that I start with gratitude. That's really important. Um, I, I really want these things. I really want these feelings that they would give to me. I really want this experience, this so on and so forth. Um, I release to you to give and show me how to achieve these things or how to bring these things into my life. Um, but it, it, it starts with what I want. Well, it starts with gratitude, but it, second, it goes into what I want, which then brings me to my step two, which is visualize it's already mine. The, and like I said earlier, the easiest way for me to believe like something is already mine is to see it. I am relentless about vision boards, like I've said, but also visualizations, a daily visualization practice is a must for me. I notice a stark difference when I sit down for 15 minutes before my, before I jump into work for the day and I do a visualization practice and the days that I don't. The days that I don't do it, I tend to feel a little bit more frantic. I tend to feel a little bit more like, oh, I need to do this or this, this, or I feel like I need to do all the things that make me stressed out a little bit more. But on the days that I do it, it feels easy. I feel like no matter what I'm doing, I'm moving myself forward. I feel like even the things that I didn't do, it doesn't matter because there's more days because I'm not behind. And I'm going to be as again, as stark as saying it is that binary on the days that I do it, I feel really good. The days that I don't, I feel really bad. I cannot think of a day where I have done the priming exercise, my visualization exercise where I've had a shit day. I, I truly cannot believe it. Now, are there some days where I'm like, oh my God, I need to get into work and I can't, I don't have time for this. Unfortunately, yes. And I, I try to minimize those as much as possible by planning ahead. Um, and honestly, even on some of those days, I force myself to do it anyway, because I know that it's going to make a huge difference. But the reason it's so important for me is because I need to visualize the life I want. For me to see and believe that it's mine, visualization is a must for me. Now for you, it might be journaling or it might be, um, I've even heard of people, I love this idea, um, looking in the mirror, like in your bathroom mirror and your mirror in your bathroom and just going on a rant of every single thing you would say if this thing was already yours. Um, I, I think that's genius. And I've done that a few times and it feels really good. I highly recommend trying it. Number three for me though, is 
feeling it? How does it feel to have this? So when I'm in my visualization, I just don't focus, I don't just focus on what it is I'm experiencing. I don't just focus on, okay, I'm married. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm driving my Tesla. I don't focus on that. I know I focus on how it makes me feel. And I let myself feel those feelings in that moment. Yeah. I think that makes sense. (laughs) Like, you know, like I let myself feel the feeling of, love and play and excitement and those jitters from my wedding day and knowing that everything worked out exactly as it should does not mean everything's perfect but everything worked out exactly as it should then you know leaning into the tesla i feel like that cool techie feeling i feel intelligent i feel smart i feel excited i feel safe so on and so forth so i let myself feel those feelings in that moment and it brings my vibrational frequency i know we're getting really woo woo here guys this is a woo woo episode mm, sorry um but it raises my vibrational frequency so much that i notice a vast difference from me at the beginning of the visualization to the person who leaves that visualization. It's it's like a completely different person. The number four, I made it a four-step process, sorry, is release. It's not receive because again, to me, that feels like I need it like gimme, 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 gimme. But for me, it's release. It's releasing needing to know how. It's releasing needing to know all the steps I need to take in order to achieve that life. I really want to highlight this here though, because it does not mean I sit my ass down and I wait. It does not mean I tweet on my thumbs and I say, okay, universe, come on, I'm waiting. Like I don't say, I don't do that at all. I still take action. I still move my feet forward. I think, um, is it Amanda Francis? I think Amanda Francis is the person who says head down, feet moving when it comes to manifestation. You don't sit down. And I think this is the biggest misconception from the law of attraction is that people think that it's just like, okay, like I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. And now I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It's not happening. Man, you still take action. When you experience that like dawning realization of like, oh my gosh, what about this? Which by the way, I had that moment a few weeks ago. I've leapt into action with a new mini course that I'm creating. I'm really excited for what it's doing, but I'm, I, I acted on this droplin download of information that it was like, Ooh, what about, what if you do this? And I'm really excited. It's the lowest price point it is to work with me. So it's, it's, it's more access to this information for people who maybe don't have the funds to invest in goal smasher or one-on-one coaching. Um, but I was so inspired and I just immediately started taking action. Does not mean I'm burning myself out. I'm still being a very intelligent um, goal smasher here. <laughs> I'm still being a very intelligent course creator here, but I, I started immediately acting on it because it got me really excited and I can feel just this, like, it just, it feels like it's coming so much more naturally to me rather than forcing it out of me. So going back to this idea of release, it's releasing the stress of needing to know the how. It's releasing the control you feel like you need to be in at all times in order to move your feet forward. That's really the big thing. If you have any questions, I know that this is some really heady stuff, y'all. So if you have any questions on either the real three-step process or my my version of the three-step process, feel free to reach out to me. Send me an email, hello at Life Coach Baker, or send me an Instagram message at Life Coach Baker on Instagram, in case you, in case you've forgotten the last 30 seconds. Um, so I highly recommend getting curious about this. 
I probably should have said this at the top of the episode. My number one request from you all here is that you keep your mind open. This is some heady stuff and some people, especially perfectionists, tend to like the logic, all that kind of stuff. And when it gets into the woo-woo, they tend to get into the no thank you. So I, I just recommend you keep your mind open here. I've seen miracles, like straight up miracles come out of this type of work. And it's it's really phenomenal. So one of the last few major takeaways I had before we get into more lightning round takeaways was the, when it comes to getting yourself into a good state, and I, I say good state, again, very binary. There's good states, there's bad states. There's states that give you energy, there's states that take away your energy. Sadness, anger, frustration, stress, depression, um, uh, I've forgotten any of them. Those are states that take away your energy, that it feels like you're dragging your legs through molasses. We're going to call those bad states. Does that mean you are a bad person if you're in them? No, it means you're a human. You're going to dabble into those. Of course, you're a human. Give yourself that grace. But when it comes to good states, excitement, fulfillment, joy, fun, love, appreciation, gratitude, when it comes into those states, the goal of this work is to keep yourself in those good states as much as possible. That does not mean forcing yourself out of a bad state into a good state. That does not work. You cannot shame yourself into a good state ever. Please know that. But it means if your home base can be more leaning into the good, that helps a lot. So here are two ways that you can adjust or aid in that leaning more into the good on a regular basis. Again, I'm really highlighting this here because I want you all to hear me. You are not bad or shameful or doing this wrong if you tap into sadness, depression, anxiety, stress, whatever. You're a human. Stuff happens. The goal of this is for your home base to lean more into the good, period. So two ways that you can lean more into this more often. Number one is a gratitude practice. We've talked gratitude to death on this podcast. And to be honest, it's going to go even deeper. I just actually recorded a podcast episode with a very, very special guest who is near and dear to my heart. Um, I won't spoil who it is, but we talked a lot about gratitude and why, especially for high achievers, especially for perfectionists, gratitude is one of the best exercises you can have. And the reason is, is because when you practice gratitude on a daily basis, and yes, I'm sorry, I do mean daily basis, you rewire your brain massively. It is insane the shit that goes down in those neural pathways when you practice gratitude. There's a quote from the movie, uh, the secret, the secret movie, the thing we're talking about, um, that says what we think about and think about, we bring about. I'm going to say that again. What we think about and think about, we bring about. And I've noticed this to be extremely true. Some of the most difficult times in my life are when I'm constantly focusing on what I don't have, what I haven't done yet, what I'm wanting to achieve but haven't done it. And then I bring it back into, whoa, 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 whoa. But what about all the things that I do have right now? Now, a lot of times perfectionists will hear this and they're going to be like, well, that'll slow me down. Like if I don't think about the things that I haven't done, then it'll, it'll slow me down. I won't get as much done. That's bullshit. I'm calling that out there. That is total fear-based thinking. You 
will feel good when you practice gratitude or something like it, something that makes you feel really good and full. When you feel good, you have more energy. When you have more energy, you achieve more because you cut out all the shit that does not feel good. Not all of it, but you cut out the majority of the shit that does not feel good. I see this so often. People are running around trying to do a hundred different things in this frantic energy because they feel like they quote unquote should. But to be honest, about 80% of that stuff does not make them feel good and they don't need to do. They just feel like they quote unquote should. When you cut out that 8% and you focus on the 20 that makes you feel so good, that really actually propels you towards the life you want. When you lean into that, it's incredible. By the way, you can do that with gratitude a lot easier because if you focus on the things in your life that make you feel good, that 20% becomes so obvious. Then number two is visualize. We're beating this horse dead, but it's really important. Visualizing helps you get into those good states way more because again, when you visualize, you're not just thinking about the thing you want. You're thinking about the feeling it brings you. Again, You do not need to know how you're going to get the thing you visualize. In fact, whenever I'm in meditation or visualization and I have this moment of like, okay, I want that, but like I can do this and this and this to get it and I can do this and this and this. I have this little mantra that I say, it is, I don't know and I don't need to know. I don't know and I don't need to know. I'm totally stealing that from Jeff Warren, who's an amazing meditation teacher, check him out. Um, Very realistic, very down to earth and hilarious. I highly recommend checking him out, especially if you're someone who's super new to meditation because he makes it so much more digestible. Anyway, the practice of bringing myself back to, I don't know and I don't need to know, reminds me that I get to release the how. I don't need to know how I'm going to get there. I just get to enjoy this moment for for just a second. And to get you into more of the feeling Um, they talk about this in the movie, this idea of rather than picturing a, for example, $100,000 a year salary, like just picturing those numbers in your bank account, what is the lifestyle you'll have with that amount of money? What is the opportunities or the feelings or the, the trips, the relationships you'll have with that type of money? Visualize that not just $100,000. Personal development, we call that a means value. Money is a means value. It's something that just is there. It's like, um, how do I explain it? Uh, It's a means value rather than a feeling value or an emotional value, I think is what it's called. You don't want money. You want the feelings money gives you. You don't want the new car, you want the feeling the car gives you. You don't want the relationship, you want the feeling the relationship gives you. So focusing more on the feeling rather than the what it is in general is so much more important to leaning into that good feeling. Last major takeaway, and this is actually a really short one, when you start to become aware of when you're starting to dip into lack, that bad feeling, quote unquote, when you start to become like insanely aware of how that feels and you're able to stop and make the movements to shift yourself back into the good. Note, I'm not saying shame yourself back into the good or force yourself back into the good. I'm saying shift back into the good. There's a huge difference there. When you are aware of that feeling of I'm dipping into lack or I'm dipping into bad, 
that's when you know you're on your way to mastering this shit. Because so much of our day we spend in lack or we spend in bad or we spend in stress or anxious or all the things we haven't done yet. If you notice, in fact, I actually, I urge everyone to do this as you're listening. Where in your body do you feel that, I'm going to get, again, bad feeling. I apologize for being so black and white with this stuff, but I I don't know another word to use it because it's going to be so unique to you. So where in your body do you feel that quote unquote bad feeling, stress, anxiety, lack, anger, frustration, depression? Where do you feel your most common flavor of bad? Is it in your gut, your shoulders, in between your eyebrows, your jaw? But I want you to be really aware of where you feel that in your body right now. Seriously, take a second. Good. Now, I want you to imagine shifting your focus towards what it is you want and how it makes you feel. So if you're focusing on the stress or the anxiety of um, uh, the things that you haven't done today, shift your focus and ask yourself, what are some things that I have done today? Or what are some things I've done this week that I feel really proud of? I'll go ahead and give you a little secret to personal development. The best way to shift yourself out of a bad feeling is asking a good question. Your brain is programmed to answer questions. It is a straight A little student like that. So ask it a better question. Rather than why am I not enough? What are all the reasons why I am loved and appreciated? Boom. A very different shift. And by the way, when you shift your focus, what are you going to focus on? Not the what, but the feeling behind it. Okay, I'm talking this shit to death. So I want to round it out with some quick little lightning round takeaways. Number one, the time delay. We talked about this earlier. The time delay, it serves you. A lot of the times people get so frustrated because the thing they want or that they're manifesting doesn't immediately come to them. It's a good thing that it doesn't. It takes time. The universe lets us really make sure it's what we want. And if you're rolling your eyes and saying, okay, if that helps you sleep at night, Nicole, whatever, then ignore me if this is not something that is your cup of tea. But I'll tell you, stressing out and wondering where it is, where it is, where it is, is not keeping you in a good state. Just saying. Number two, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. You cannot monitor all of them. That's why I say it's not the goal to live in the good all the time. No, that's exhausting. And that's, to be honest, impossible. You're a human. And the people who are living in good all the time, I think that they're dipping into bad a little bit more than you think they are. Or they're not being honest with themselves. Anyway, um, the the goal is to not monitor all 60,000 of your thoughts and shift them into good, shift them into good, shift them into good. The goal is to notice when you're focusing on, or excuse me, notice when you're shifting into or living into that negative, that bad, that lack emotional state and shift yourself into what it is you want and what are the feelings behind what you get from that, what it is you want. Number three, what makes you feel good? Period. What makes you feel good? Can you do more of that? If you also want to lean more into good emotional states, how can you limit the amount of shit that makes you feel bad? Now, if you might be asking, but Nicole, 
What if I can't do more of what makes me feel good? What if I'm stuck at a job that I hate? What if I'm surrounded by friends that make me feel like terrible? What if I'm constantly comparing myself to others and I don't know how to get out of it? My question for you is, A, what is causing it? So if it's an emotional feeling of I'm constantly comparing myself to others, do you know what's causing that feeling? Is there a certain act or habit that you do every day or most days that triggers that feeling for you? it's probably social media, by the way, but can you limit that action? Can you limit that habit or shift it into a different habit? Maybe rather than scrolling through social media, beating yourself up every single day, is there a different app that you can do or play or scroll through that makes you feel better about yourself? I actually just recently did this because I noticed in the morning, I would just reach for my phone and get onto social media. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. It is, I've done this a few times where I've moved it around, but some reason I just kept on going back to it this time. And I instead downloaded this new app on my phone. It's a vision board app. Surprise, surprise. Um, that I now scroll through every morning rather than going onto social media. I scroll through a vision board of the life I'm building for myself. That's a much better morning. I'll go ahead and tell you. So rather than focusing on like, but I'm stuck in the things that make me feel bad. So I can't change them. Can you get crafty? You, you can change your job. I'm sorry. You can change your job if it makes you miserable, period. Start looking for jobs online that make you feel excited. If it's the, if you want to build your own business, how can you start doing that? Or can you hire someone to help make it clearer for you? By the way, I do this for a lot of my clients. It's really fun. Hit me up if you want a consultation call. But I, I just, I really recommend don't let yourself fall to the idea of, well, I can't change the bad scenarios. You can, please, you can. That's a whole different conversation. If you want to have that in a personal setting, schedule a 30-minute call with me. We'll talk about it because this is really important stuff here. Um, number, I've lost track. Whatever the next one is. Um, at the beginning of this practice, it's going to feel dumb. Period. I mean, it's going to feel really weird and like a lie and like, oh my goodness, who do I think I am for wanting this huge big thing? A lot of limiting beliefs are going to spill out onto the surface. But anytime you do anything different in life, it's going to feel weird. The first time you drove a car probably felt weird. Now you can probably drive a car with your foot if you needed to. It just takes adjustments. It just takes practice, please. So I'm going to round out this conversation by saying you can watch the entire movie on YouTube if you want to. I highly recommend doing it. If you do go into it, just know that it was filmed in 2008 and it looks like it was filmed in 2008. Not only the quality of the grain of the video, but um, there's some moments that are like highly dramatized with um, different shots and stuff like that. And in 2008, it made a lot of sense. Doesn't really hold up in 2022. The content, however, does. So really just focus on that. I'm going to whip through these normal segments that we do, which is number one, how was I imperfect this week? I've kind of chatted about this was I, I've been reaching for social media and I'm like, I, I hate this. I don't like this at all. It gets my brain going in ways that don't make me feel comparison because I've really kind of beat that muscle out of me, but more it gets my brain going in like, go, 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 go. I start to really, it feels like I don't have a rest period in between and I like to have that. So starting to reach for that vision board app, which is really cool. Let me actually get the name of it so people have it. Oh, 
get this guys, the name of the vision board app is called vision board. There you go. So I highly recommend checking it out. It's a super simple app, nothing fancy, no bells and whistles, but I like the simplicity. Um, and then gold celebrate is actually drum roll, please. I'm picking up my wedding dress on Friday. I'm so excited. Um, so it'll need tailoring and all that kind of stuff. I have, learning so much about the wedding planning process, but I'm really excited to have that in my grasp soon. Um, no, I'm not going to be sharing it on social media. I'm very sorry. You will have to wait till June 24th, 2023. Like the rest of, well, some people have seen it like my family, but at least my fiance, you'll have to wait until my fiance sees it until, um, before I share it. But you guys, I will round it out with a quick reminder that I have a few spots still open in my one-on-one coaching program. If you are in that crunching that um, tissue box state of constantly feeling like you need to be in control, I will tell you, I work with my clients all the time on releasing the how because this is the most common issue I see with perfectionists. It does not slow you down. It does not make you stop achieving on the level that you're achieving. It actually helps you achieve more and you're happier on a daily basis. Your relationships are better. Your business is better. Your income is better. I literally cannot hound this in enough. And if you want a great example, schedule a 30 minute call with me. We'll talk about it. But by the way, those calls are totally free. You can click them. Uh, you can click the link in the show notes to schedule yours, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call and schedule your call there. But I highly recommend checking out um, something that will get you out of your own head because if you, what you're doing right now isn't working, it's time to do something different. And having someone call you out on those self-sabotaging patterns that you don't see for yourself right now is extremely important and where real growth happens very fast. So again, lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call, schedule your call there. By the way, if you don't see a time that works for you, send me an email. I'm happy to figure something out with you. Just want to throw that out there. As always, the biggest thank you to Ariel Villafan. She is the podcast editor, producer, the the wheel that keeps this train rolling. Thank you so much for everything you do. I'm so grateful. And y'all, if you need a podcast editor, she's a great one. Seriously, fantastic. So hit her up. Um, if you have not rate and review the podcast, it's the best thing you can do for all your podcast friends. It gives them like the biggest hug and it also helps get the word out there to more people. I'm so grateful for everyone who has rated and reviewed the show thus far. It literally, I, it brings tears to my eyes to read those reviews. Seriously, I do it on sad days and it helps, re, it, it helps shift me into that good state, y'all. It's, it works. But until next time, my sweet friends, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.